Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the Prosper Podcast. Welcome into another edition as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with George McReynolds. And this week on the show, we're going to talk financial stuff you should know. What's going on, George? How you doing, bud? Hi, Mark. Uh, summer's over. Here we are, back to work. Yeah, back and rocking and rolling. You know, we were chatting briefly. Uh, I had totally forgot we did the uh, podcast a couple weeks ago on the uh, the windfall uh, conversation we had, Windfall Protection Act. And I didn't even put it together. I forgot they would just to bring it up that uh, you were a police officer for a number of years, uh, as well as uh, serving in the military. So thank you for all that. You're welcome. I was also a paramedic, and that's what I try to promote now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I was a paramedic. I was in EMS uh, almost as long as I was in uh, law enforcement. Oh, were you really? Wow. Yeah, well, much had, kinder, much kinder treatment well, from, that's uh, toward true. EMS people. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, we won't get into all that, but anyway, just uh, very, very cool, and you definitely had a very interesting life and seen a lot of things. So it's always and always kind of I think that a lot of that stuff kind of helps in what you do now as a financial advisor, as a as a wealth manager and a chief tax strategist. I mean, you can just take all these different life experiences and things and kind of roll them in there. And that's one of the reasons we did the prior podcast uh, for some of the things that affects first responders. So again, folks, if you haven't checked that out, go check that out on the podcast page, prosperpodcast.com. Learn a little bit about that as well as check out some of the videos that George is posting on those concepts as well. Uh, certainly very useful information for first responders. Again, you can go to prosperpodcast.com. Mark, that's why uh, one of the promises I make to my clients is I never panic and I promise to always be the coolest head in the room. That's a trait you got to have, right? Yes, absolutely. More as much so now as back then. Yeah. I mean, in all of those lines of work, that's a very common trait that kind of uh, threads its way through that, you know, whether it's police or paramedic or military or even financial advising, because a calm, cool head is certainly going to get you a little farther along, I think, than just, you know, panicking or overreacting or, you know, heightened emotions, if you will. So keeping a level level head is a good thing. All right, well, let's do this financial stuff we should know, George. There's um, a popular podcast also called Stuff You Should Know, and they talk about all kinds of things, like even how you sneeze and so on and so forth. So we'll do kind of a financial equivalent to that, and we'll embrace that concept, if you will. The global bond market is about twice the size of the global stock market, and most people don't realize that. Now, many people say the, the market, and all they're thinking about is the Dow Jones Industrial Average of 30. How, how did the market do? Right. And they don't realize the, the variety of different investments that uh, by adding to a portfolio could lower the overall risk. But yeah, the global bond market is twice the size. The U.S. bond market is about 35% larger than the U.S. stock market. Hmm. The U.S. stock market is about $30 trillion for total capitalization. And the uh, the U.S. bond market is over forty trillion dollars. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely a, a sizable difference. So that's one of those things that uh, you might want to know. Another is that income tax rates are currently close to, if not historical lows. Yes, and absolutely, people need to take a look at where they stand right now, what their marginal tax bracket is, and what we call their their headroom. How much more? income could they have realized and still stay in that same tax bracket? And then consider what we we say there's three buckets. There's tax now, tax later, and tax never. So when you're in a low bracket, it's smart to move from the tax now or tax later bucket into the tax never. 
And uh, that's the time to do it. Just look at your, your tax rate and, and figure out where you're going to go. Less than half of the, the, the country pays taxes now overall in income tax. With everything that's going on with government deficits and, and things that uh, I really believe strongly that all the tax rates are going up. And at a certain point, what they're going to do is just redefine who is rich. Yeah, that's one way. Yeah, it's interesting. That's certainly one way of looking at it. When we're talking about financial stuff, you should know living benefits, sometimes also referred to as the accelerated death benefit, George, on a long, uh, life insurance, can be a long-term care solution that a lot of folks don't know about. We talk about long-term care needs. This is one avenue potentially. Yes, many people think that incorrectly that Medicare covers long-term care, and uh, they confuse it, I guess, sometimes with Medicaid which is a program for poor people. And when they start to scramble to get money uh, for long-term care, they completely overlook many of their assets. Uh, and chief among them, I think, is the, uh, the living benefits of or, or accelerated benefits that are available on life insurance policies. Yeah, and a lot of times it kind of gets lost in there. When you're having conversations about life insurance, uh, people tend to, you know, kind of they just kind of gloss over parts of it because they're thinking, well, I mostly probably need life insurance when I had kids and the kids are in school and so on and so forth. But there's definitely other things that could be useful for, again, every situation is different. So you want to make sure you're having those conversations. But these are things that you might want to know so that you can bring these up to your advisor. And of course, if you're not working with one, you can reach out to George and let him know if you need some help at 215-699-1050, 215-699-1050, or stop by mcwealth.com, mcwealth.com. Com. All right. Uh, you probably have more risk in your portfolio than you realize. That's a huge one that most people should know and most people probably have and have no clue about. Absolutely. I just completed a seven-day business mastery program, which is like a seven-day MBA. And several of the, the speakers had mentioned that the lower the perceived risk, mm -hmm. the higher the actual risk is. Really? So people might be 100% in stocks thinking that that's the best thing because they're going up. They're not even considering about the downside of things. But the lower the perceived risk, the higher the actual risk is. And they, don't, uh, they just don't realize even how much risk they're in, which is really, really the most important part of investing, according to Warren Buffett's mentor, Ben Graham. He says it's not a business of managing returns. It's about managing risk. And people just don't realize. They don't even know how to measure it. It's really interesting, though, to think about it that way is that people, you know, they put themselves in that scenario because they don't take the time to find out and take a look. Uh, and a lot of times it's pretty easy to do. You know, I realize we get busy, hectic lives and it's of course in 2020 when there's so much going on. But, you know, taking the time to, you know, get an evaluation, get a second opinion, so on and so forth can certainly be worth your while down the way. All right, let's do another one here, George. Uh, the biggest impediment to making good financial decisions often is our own emotions. We've talked about that a numerous amount of times here on the podcast. Yes, it's, it's created the whole field of behavioral finance or behavioral psychology, which is how people make bad decisions about money so consistently. And so how do we do that? So it's, some of the stuff that we know, some of the stuff we just learned here on the financial stuff we should know, what do we do with some of this information? Do we, how do we parlay that into a financial plan or how do we parlay that into questions even to ask our advisor? Do we just say, hey, you know, tell me more about the global bond. So uh, is it something I should be learning more about or should I be more diverse in or tell me more how to get my emotions out of this? I mean, what are some things that we can do? Well, I think the most important thing is to have a larger strategy in mind when you're thinking about your finances. What are your financial principles? Okay. And they'll help you fill in all the little details. But if you start trying to figure out all the details first, you don't know what you're going to end up with. But have an overall strategy, 
how much risk you need to take to achieve that strategy or that goal. Right. And then what are the best options for you with taxes, with investing, with risks of other sorts like long-term care? Okay. All right. So having some some financial principles, if you will, that make sense and work for you. And of course, then talking with someone who does this on a regular basis can help you work your way through that. Uh, let's do uh, one more and then we'll take an email question this week on the podcast since we didn't get to one last time. Uh, and that's the, the a lot of the times folks don't realize, and some folks do, I think we've heard about this throughout the years, but the gold standard is not the gold standard anymore. We were That was how we kind of based currency for a very long time, but that's been over for decades now, right? Yes. Uh, 1971, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard. And I think we were the last uh, country that, that actually held on to that for a time. But uh, uh, coincident with that, allegedly, uh, Henry Kissinger had negotiated a deal with the Saudis to always price oil in dollars. And that's created a few things. So we're not really gold-backed anymore, but we're pet- we have petrodollars. We're, we're oil-backed. And as we saw in, say, 2006, when the Treasury was trying to compete with the Chinese on the currency to keep our currency low to uh, improve the, the chances for our exports, every time the dollar dropped in value, oil prices went up to compensate. The rest of the world didn't see that, but it eventually peaked in the summer of 2008 when it hit $146 a barrel. And uh, I bring this up now because many people are looking to diversify and by diversifying into international stocks to protect against the fall of the dollar, they may be introducing other political risk in addition to the currency risk. So uh, energy, I, I think, is, is a good way to hedge against the dollar falling while at the same time not introducing some of the other risks that you do adding international stocks and, and international bonds. Very interesting. Well, you know, again, these are some things that we might want to know. And of course, if you uh, have a little bit of knowledge about this, it certainly helps go a long way when it comes to your own financial plans. But then again, as I mentioned all the time, working with a qualified professional can really make that much more of a difference. And of course, if you have questions or concerns, you can always reach out to George. And you should anytime you hear anything on this show or any other before you take any action, call someone who's been doing this for many years and is a great resource to tap into like George McReynolds. 215-699-1050. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, well, let's end up with an email question this week on the show. If you'd like to submit your own, go to prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. While you're there, you can also click on whatever platform you'd like to use. You'll see the different show episodes, and you can listen to past episodes. You can subscribe to us on whatever platform you're choosing to use. Uh, All sorts of good things there at prosperpodcast.com. And uh, we'll take an email question that actually works really well with that last one this week as well. And she says, it's Lily, actually. She says, George, should I buy some gold coins or gold bars or just no gold at all? Well, it could be a good idea to have gold somewhere in your portfolio. Uh, Ray Dalio, the uh, the famous hedge fund manager, suggested people have as much as 10%. Uh, I think that's a little bit high for most people, at least in uh, he, he has that in his all-weather portfolio or his Four Seasons portfolio. But uh, it, it could be helpful in times of crisis and times of inflation. But how you own it is really important. If you were to invest in the gold mining stocks, you're really increasing the risk. They're much more volatile with the gold mining stocks. If you get gold coins and gold bars, you have to know what they're really worth. If it's just, uh, it could be painted lead. So you have to know what it is. And uh, gold coins, the, there's the numismatic value. Then you have to worry about where do you store it? How do you protect it? How do you insure it? And then here's the downside of, of gold. 
is it's a collectible. And according to the IRS, collectibles are taxed at a flat 28%. So they don't get a, a 10 or 15 or even 25% tax rate, even if it's considered ordinary income. And uh, so some people consider investing in exchange-traded funds in gold. So this way, they don't have to worry about insuring it. But they still run into that tax hurdle because the uh, the, the largest uh, uh, gold exchange-traded fund, GLD, is considered a grantor trust. And with a grantor trust, everything flows through to the owner. That means that if you own GLD in your portfolio, that you're going to uh, you're going to pay the collectible tax rate of 28%, where you'd be better off uh, having it taxed as ordinary income rather than as capital gain. So if, it, if there's a mutual fund that invests in gold or in metals, uh, that gets the, the better treatment. That gets the, the regular capital gains treatment or ordinary income on, on any income that's received. But uh, it, believe it or not, it's a tricky question. If you listen to any of the radio stations with the gold bugs, they just say, buy, 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 call us at the 800 <laughs> number. Right. Uh, and, and it's real, a real mistake. It, it should be a thoughtful part of a, a portfolio and not just something that you buy because you heard a great uh, radio ad that, that was disguising itself as an as a edit, editorial or, or news uh, broadcast. Yeah, and that could be the same for really anything when it comes to uh, different asset classes. You want to make sure that you're not overly weighted in any one thing. You want to make sure that it's making sense within your portfolio and that it's got a goal. Um, and to George's point earlier, it's got it kind of fits in with your financial principles, financial mission, if you will, for retirement. So that's going to do it this week for the show. Thank you so much for your time on the podcast. Again, don't forget to hit subscribe. We certainly appreciate it on whatever platform you use, Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. You can find them all at prosperpodcast.com. Or you can also talk to George, but book some time with George by going to mcwealth.com, mcwealth.com. All right, George, thanks, my friend, for your time. I appreciate you. Have yourself a great uh, rest of the month, and I'll see you soon. Thanks, Mark. Great to hear from you. We'll talk to you next time here on the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.